0: And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Hey, Murray, what's our show about today? Well,
1: Lloyd, today our show is about computer security and mobile device security, and we are so lucky to have a real techie with us today we're going to be speaking with Keith Jones who uh, he happens to be an incredible techie Um, I have this book in front of me called real digital forensics computer security and incident responses and then he also wrote another book before it was called the anti-hacker toolkit so this guy knows what he's talking about he is also an expert witness and let me just tell you a little bit about him he's been called by numerous clients the experts expert that provides computer forensics electronic evidence discovery litigation support expert witness services and training to commercial and government clients he is an industry recognized expert in computer security with two decades of experience in computer forensics and incident response. I'd love to adopt him. Oh, my goodness. Um, his expertise also includes information security consulting, application security, software analysis, design and image, video, audio analysis. And he's been an expert witness on behalf of the federal government several in several high-profile uh, criminal cases. And currently, he is the director of computer forensics expert witness services and training practices for Kairos Tech, Inc. His main role is managing commercial clients in the litigation space, which include computer forensics, cybercrime, and expert witness services. However, he is going to talk to us about a lot of things that affect our everyday life and all the computers and mobile devices that we use. So thank you Keith so much for joining us today.
0: Oh, thanks for having me, and thanks for the nice introduction.
1: Yeah. Now, I, you've done so many different things, a lot in security, but how how does your background really relate to privacy?
0: Well, uh, with computer security, um, when you're ever trying to secure something, it's usually uh, what you're securing is important. And a lot of times it has to do with privacy and the fact that it could be say credit card numbers for instance or um email addresses or
1: social um, security any, numbers and, yeah yeah <laughs> so.
0: but, you know any any type of the um, personally identifiable information or the PII that um you'd be worried about um escaping a, a computer network uh when we do, go in and do an investigation um that's what we're looking for is if an attacker you know had access to it and if they not only had access to it may have taken it or been exposed to it and so forth so um that's where the computer security um, uh, uh, comes in and you know I also do it proactively as well so when we're working with clients and if we see something um, that can be tightened up we recommend you know hey, you might want to do X, Y, and Z because you know, you're a low-hanging fruit right now and those three little things I just told you that will take you two days to do will um, move you up to the higher-hanging fruit and, and hopefully um, uh, you know, protect the privacy of what you're trying to protect.
1: Exactly. You know, they say the adage that you can have privacy, um, you can have security without privacy, but you can't have privacy without security so they do they are really um to be married and it's really they go hand in hand and the more that we have all this technology the more we see that they really are something to to be considered and privacy by design has to include security by design doesn't it
0: yeah it does and and it's different for every person um as i see it uh you know, when you went through my bio, you talked about, you know, that I wrote books and things like that. And I do speeches, and I train people and so forth. So, you know, I'm not a high public figure like like yourself, but, you know, I do have a basically a, a, a public profile, I guess you would call it. Yeah. And when you do that, you sort of lose some of your privacy. <laughs> yeah. You, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. And, you know, and it's it's... You know, the old, enge- I'm an engineer by, by education, so it's always an engineer trade- trade-off of if you want one thing, you kind of got to give up a little bit of the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when when you're talking about privacy, um, you know, it's it's my it's my internal motto that, you know, I won't put anything, you know, I won't post anything that I wouldn't stand in a room with people and say out loud, for instance. That's that's just me. Right. You know, and I, it's, read it, a- I, I read it and... Yeah. And, and say if if, if I can say this in a room full of people I don't know, then yeah, right. okay,
1: that's a really and, good thing to remember. If I don't want the whole world to see it, then why would I put it up there, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. and and that you know that's sort of my my general cutoff line. And just because you know uh, uh, people like you and I, um, where you know you have a radio show or you write books and and so forth. Um, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't take my Social Security number as right. private information. I wouldn't, I wouldn't post that. That would be no. Right. Th- there would th- there would be no you know um, public benefit. Right. So, right. Well, I guess it would be for to the public have my Social Security to, number, to, but to, to, to a bad guy. <laughs> it would be no yeah. no benefit to me to put <laughs> my my Social Security number out there for yeah. for the public profile. So right. you know, there's 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 a whole spectrum of people that I've I've dealt with anywhere from I won't have a foot a Facebook page because I don't want anybody to know anything about me. Right. to, you know, TMI type yeah. of Facebook pages out there. Yeah. And and you know, the everybody's privacy line seems to be a little different. You just got to yeah. figure out figure out what it is you want out there.
1: And and that's pretty much what we're trying to figure out in terms of what um, companies can expose you know because there's certain things that you wouldn't want to expose if you had a dreaded disease you wouldn't want everybody to know about your dreaded disease or we have our public persona even if you write books and you want people to buy your books or whatever and then you have your private persona and that would be about your family matters you know um, your financial matters your uh, health care manners all those all those things are really information privacy in the information age and and we really have to protect it both by what we do and also by what companies do because a lot of that's totally beyond our control. But let's let's talk about how everybody's connected. You were kind of bringing that up that you know we're we're tethered to our smartphones, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. everywhere you go. I mean, I was sitting there taking uh, lunch I took my my staff to lunch today and and we all had our little smartphones in the <laughs> I mean not that we were talking on the phone but we all had our smartphones sitting there in front of us so we're pretty much tethered to those we're connected all day so what implication does that have on privacy or even on security if those devices are are lost
0: well it has a lot um you know there's there's several different ways you could lose your privacy when you have uh mobile devices uh, i'll just say mobile devices cuz we could be talking about tablets right, or right. you know even uh small um notebook laptops or or, or whatever and now cam uh, and now
1: cameras are are phones too
0: <laughs> so yeah. yeah
1: any any kind of any kind of little device that you can connect with right
0: yeah exactly and, uh, well, basically, um, you have, you know, if something, in my mind, it can come down to encryption. Yes. Encryption is probably the number one way to protect your privacy when it comes to any type, any actually any type of device. It doesn't even have to be mobile. Um, so, you know, for instance, you know way back in the day when when wireless was made, it wasn't encrypted, and, you know, you could basically see what was going through the air, and then, you know, they put a layer of encryption on it, and then somebody broke it, and then they put a stronger layer of encryption on it. Well, the same thing can happen in the mobile world, you know, depending on how you're connecting. Um, You know, if you go into a hotel and and connect your uh, smartphone to the lobby, um, you know, free wi-fi um a lot of times those pages will say anything you're sending is in the clear just you know be aware of that right and if you're if you're on a page that's not encrypted and you type in something somebody could if they had the right tools could you know just basically just literally snatch it out of the air
1: right um right.
0: when a device is lost it's even um uh i think more of a worse situation because yeah. um I, I can remember um, I, I actually it was a complete accident and i was it was after um, uh, September 11th and everybody was all worried to fly and and so forth so yeah. they were taking they were really taking their time at, at the airport uh, security and it was really early in the morning and I laid my i think at the time I had a um, a, a certain brand name de- uh, uh, device yeah lap, laptop Right, and the person in front of me had the same brand name, oh, and dear. they looked, but but I didn't know it, and he he didn't know it because cause his stuff already went through, and I, as I'm putting my stuff in, oh. and they and that was back when they would do the the little test for um, uh, the little strip the test for uh, explosives on right. electronic devices, right, and and they handed us back. The other person's laptop, and they they looked exactly the same. Oh my god! And I, and I, I, I didn't even think about it. I just put it in my bag.
1: Oh my gosh. And then
0: and then I was like, wow, I'm really early for my flight. I'm gonna listen. You know, this is this is like way before uh, we had a, <laughs> everything as small as it is now. Right,
1: the MP3s, and, right? And so
0: I'm I, I I'm like oh, I'm gonna you know work on <gasps> document, listen some MP3s and so forth. And I opened uh. it, and there was there was another company like asset tag on there and oh, i
1: went no. oh
0: no oh my and i'm looking god. at I'm like just looks exactly like my laptop but it has this company's name on it oh so my gosh i ran i ran back i ran back to the security and said you handed me the wrong laptop oh my and so, you god know, they, they made a call they made a call over you know the, the, the
1: loudspeakers uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah the airport loudspeaker and then Another guy come, came running back, and he was like, "I'm so happy I heard that." <laughs> he, he was like, "I wasn't going to open my laptop. I would have gotten to wherever he was going, about, like Oklahoma, it wasn't even close Oh my to me. gosh! And he said, "I would have had your laptop, and you had mine." And the, it's the, so
1: lucky he didn't even he didn't even open it, so he didn't even know until he heard that on the. But how would he even know that was him?
0: It, well, um, you know, they basically described the laptop, oh, and the brand it. name, and all that, all that oh. kind of stuff. So. Oh, God. And, and and it was early enough in the morning there wasn't a ton of people in the airport. Uh and wow. but the thing was is um I encrypt any sensitive information as you imagine right. Um, right. when I when I do expert witness type of work and sure. uh, I do work for clients that I can't even tell you I do work for right. in the commercial world right. and I encrypt it and at least that's a peace of mind of knowing, you know, if something like that were to happen.
1: Right, right.
0: That, you know, somebody would at least have to break the encryption.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And, you know, depending on what encryption you use and, you know, there's there's strong enough encryption out there that you can keep your your data safe past its expiration date, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that and that wasn't even a um
1: and he was an honest uh, guy, thank goodness, it, it, and, and you were an honest guy.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Is it, it wasn't somebody targeting me? It was Right. <laughs> it, it was. It was purely just an accident. Oh my gosh. The, the security, and we both just had different laptops. Wow. And and that's you know that's before encryption. That would be your your uh, largest hole because I, I do computer forensics and basically if it's not encrypted, you can see everything that's on the disk. Yes. And, you know, not only what's on the disk, but what you might have deleted and so forth. I mean, basically, it's like having somebody's diary and all yeah. the pages they ripped right. out of the diary and, and so forth. And, so, and
1: intellectual property and everything. Yeah. Sensitive yeah. data. You
0: know, per And a lot of people company. put, yeah,
1: yeah, everything on there, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So... You know, my my recommendation is, I know it's a real pain, um, but encryption um, it helps a lot, and anywhere you can use it. Um, for instance, um, in this recent times, there's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, the all, all the government, you know, looking at uh, communication, right. right? NSA, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just recently, there was uh, an article um, that. Uh, was talking about how, you know, expectation of privacy when you have your mail in, the in you know, the, the cloud slash web, oh, Gmail, yeah. all those kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, if you were to use something like, um, you know, uh, like a PGP type of product to encrypt your mail.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, it goes through, you know, if, if I just pick on um, Gmail just because I happen to be thinking about them right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot and of people use
1: it, and it's free,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and and it's sitting on their server. It's sitting on their server encrypted. So even if their sysadmin, they have a sysadmin that were to go rogue and you know just start digging through emails, right? It would be encrypted, and he wouldn't be able to un- unencrypt it with without the um, appropriate keys and hmm. so forth. So there are layers you can put on top of it, and you know, encryption is one of them. It just, um, it, it's just it's sort of a double-edged sword where it's your engineer trade-off of it's a little harder to do but you know to me to me it buys a lot in the end because you know you're if if i were to never see it again i can at least go ah you know at least it was encrypted yes you know i'd feel a little better at least it was encrypted but then you have to remember a passphrase
1: so yes yes (laughs) if you
0: forget your own passphrase you can end up locking yourself out of out of things that it uh, yeah. didn't mean to, too. So yeah. you know, it's so. What's it's the easiest thing? Used.
1: Yeah, what's the easiest thing? I know for my clients, whenever I send a letter, and I send a lot of confidential letters, I always send uh, and I use Adobe Professional, just because it's easy. It's easy for me to encrypt, and I can do two hundred and fifty bit encryption. And then I give each client has his own um, passphrase. Okay. For the entire case. And so that's what I do for my clients and it's easy and they know how to open it. They don't, I have to, you know, if they want to encrypt something, if they want to send something to me, then I, I pretty much teach them how to use the word encryption and, you know, make it a very complex password. But, um, so what it, you know, I'm talking right now on the campus at the University of California, what is the easiest thing for consumers to use to encrypt when they're using their their laptops or their tablets, and then what's easiest to use when they're doing their mobile devices? Because we have to encrypt with mobile devices too, right?
0: Yeah. Um, PGP
1: is not that easy. <sighs>
0: Well, unfortunately, there's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to mobile devices. Uh, okay. Mo- mobile devices is you're in a realm of you know thousands of different manufacturers, right, and right. even though I'm holding, I could be holding two phones, they could be completely chipped differently inside
1: oh, and so forth Yeah,
0: and you know obviously something like an iPhone is going to be completely different than an Android phone and so forth and than
1: my Windows the, phone right
0: right I mean personally um, myself I still use PTP um, encryption um, I just have an app for it um, and I'm I, I will admit that it is harder because I've basically got to cut out the encrypted text put it into that app right. type my passphrase then it, I can read it, and then basically write my reply in that app, and then type in my passphrase, and then cut what my encrypted part was, and put it back in the, into a message, and then send it to the recipient.
1: Right. And
0: it's not, you know, it's not a streamlined thing where, um, you know, I'm typing in my native um, uh, application for mail. And right. it just encrypts as it's going out, like like it might on my computer. Right. And you you asked um, what would be the easiest thing. Um, I i um, I love open source tools. Right, and, right. Um, one one of the one of the tools that I use a lot is uh, TrueCrypt, which is uh, open source.
1: It's, it's T-R-U... True Open
0: source. It's definitely free.
1: Uh, and, um, Crypt, C-R-Y-P-T? Is that yep, t R U E Crypt C R Y P T. Yep. TrueCrypt. Okay. Org. Okay.
0: And um, on PC computers, you can encrypt your whole hard drive with it, okay. and literally, um, the only thing you really have to worry about is when you turn it on. And usually, it might go to your like your Windows screen. Mm-hmm. It'll pop up and say, "What's your password?" You type in your password, and then it's just like you're on Windows. And uh, it, you know that's that has kept me from uh, having to worry about if. You know, if someone gets your laptop in, it,
1: at the airport yeah, again <laughs> is left
0: behind, or so forth right, right? um depending on what mail uh, client that you use, there's a lot of different plugins uh, in the open source world. there's Thunderbird um and I think they have a plugin called Enigmail, I believe, like I, uh, like Enigma yes. mail squished together uh-huh. and that will uh, do pgp um and then. Um, you know, there's GPG, which is an open source, uh, I guess you would call it a suite because it can, you know, do all the digital signing and decryption, encryption, and so forth, Mm um, on your computer, and you can get graphical interfaces that go over top of it if you want to make it really easy, or if you're a computer guy like me that would rather type on the command line, you can do that, too. Um, so when you, when you say you're on a campus, I think, um... I don't want to spend big bucks, and I want it to be easy. And those those would be probably what I would start with, um, and take a look at them. And you know, I I wouldn't recommend taking taking these tools and encrypting all your important information, and then deleting your information without testing right. them out. Obviously, right, Um right. You can you can get it back easily, and you understand how to use the program. Um, just because once it's encrypted, it's that's that's its whole purpose. <laughs> right, <laughs> just right. Keep it encrypted. So you know, be sure to 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 uh, learn them and, and go through the documentation before you um, get rid of the uh, uh, original important information that you're encrypting. And it's nice because you can make you can make containers like zip files and encrypt them, and even zip files, rar files. Um, a lot of archivers have you know encrypting capabilities and so forth if you need you know if i had to send you something that um is slightly sensitive i might send it with a with you know using an archive to squish it down obviously to send it over email and then put a password on it and then just call you and give you the password and you can just open it on the other side
1: right and right.
0: you know that way you don't have to worry about like really Installing anything on either side It's just kind of built into the um, Yeah I like to do
1: that because then I If I have something that I have to send to An attorney you know On the other side and I'm only going to do that Kind of thing once then I feel much better That uh, I just have to Give them a password to open it that's so much Easier Yeah, yeah yeah Exactly now what about the cloud Everybody's on the cloud I mean Facebook Is on the cloud right everything people Don't realize you're already on the Cloud whether you're on social networks or whether you're backing up like I do on the cloud what are your thoughts about the cloud and what are the concerns that we should have
0: well um first of all with the backup I um but my I stuff's a, encrypted
1: well, it's encrypted I have to tell you at least for me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I, I use one of the backup services too and um the one I use gives you a um an option that you can put your own key in and so use the the quote-unquote randomly one that they generate
1: oh okay. and
0: I I um, personally do that mm. um, so that way I know you know not not even the people that that run the backup service could unencrypt it if if it came down to it only I could right so you know I use that option it it took me less than five minutes to set up good um, yeah but I have to you know remember a different passphrase obviously in right. order to, to use it um
1: Do you use something, do you use Iron Key or do you use some kind of um, password um, reminder or what do you do with all your passwords?
0: Well, there's there's a lot of different um, ways you can go about it. Um, You can, you know, you could have one master password file that you just password off using an encryption you know just like anything else basically open a tech open a text file open a word file and you know say you know www.google.com and then your username and password and then once you're done you close that file you can encrypt that file with your encryptor and you only have to remember one one right. password at that point
1: point. Right. and then you open um, it in case you forgot all the other passwords just to find it right is that what you mean
0: yeah uh-huh. yeah but, you know that's that's the cheap and easy way of doing it and there's um apps out there i've seen apps on um the different phones that are um made to basically store passwords that if you look at 30,000 feet you know basically does the same thing where you have a password to get into the app in order to see the other passwords that could be different you know because right. you know I, I don't even know how many passwords i i've never gone through and counted but i, I have a ton and <laughs> me too and it's like you know you get to a spot and you think you think you just know because you always type it in, it's like, oh, I must use one of my other passwords for it right, and, you know right, i have right. to go I have to go look it up and you know it's it it's
1: it's crazy you know, what do you what do you, you think? gotta
0: have some place to save it i guess
1: <laughs> yeah and, and what do you think about biometrics like an iris scan or something? I, I worry about the false negatives and the false positives and as my eyes get older I just found out you know as you get older I just found out that everybody who gets older uh, gets cataracts gets other things you know what what do you think about uh, using biometrics for a password
0: well um, I'm kind of I'm kind of undecided on it um, and the reason why is probably um, close to your story I've I um, like for instance, um, one of my laptops. <laughs> since I'm a computer person, I have a lot of computers around my house. Right. <laughs> and and one of my laptops has a fingerprint scanner. You know, right. you run your finger right. across, it and it'll log in. Right. And um, you know, just being uh, careless at one point, I cut the tip of my finger. Right. Pretty ba- bad enough that I had to get uh, stitches you know, and stuff. Five, yeah. Five, five, yeah. six stitches, and you can you can definitely tell it was stitched. And um. I went, you know, after it finally healed and the stitches came out, um, I was using my other fingers and it kept saying, you're not Keith, you're not Keith. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? So yeah. then I used my bad finger and my bad finger worked. And I was like,
1: oh. how can that be?
0: You know, there's like this giant line going down the middle of my finger, right? You know, where, at least where the fingerprint is. How, you know, how is that, how is that possible? So, um, you know, it's it's all about um, how the the uh, underlying algorithm is made in in the different biometrics. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know, my, I myself, um, I think I'm a more pro, I'm, I'm more able to accept something like a PGP type of encryption because it's been out there, it's been tried and tested. There's right. you know, there's open source if you want to go through it as to buying a product that's going to be proprietary and it might only, you know, it might only be, it might have, that might be the only algorithm in the world and not everybody has tested it under every situation and so forth. So And then when you're you know, trying I, to
1: open your computer and you can't because it can't read your eye or it can't read your finger, that's <laughs> pretty frustrating. Yeah, I
0: mean it, I, I've actually, you know, I, I guess I can't really count my, my um, uh, false positives, but my false negatives have have been pretty high, I mean, yeah. so yeah. you know, and then I have to go back and type my long password. Um, but it's frustrating. It's, um, you know, it's it's um, it, something that I'm sure the you know the, the military perfect. intelligence folks could yeah. could tell you how yeah. to easily beat on a on a fingerprint scanner than than I could. I'm, I'm a yeah. commercial guy by 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 trade, so um, I've never really had to break into anybody's. Uh, uh, I had to use fingerprints, anyways.
1: <laughs> right. Well, we are out of time now. So, just um, you want to just give your website, and we will, people can look at this wonderful book, Real Digital Forensics, Computer Security, and Incident Response. Very interesting, and it's great uh, for people who have businesses and they're concerned. So, why don't you give your website, and it's time to go?
0: Sure. It's KYRUS, spelled K Y R U S, a dash tech. P-E-C-H dot com. Okay. And people feel free to email me if they have questions. Um, It's just Keith.Jones in front of that, and I'm happy to respond.
1: Thank you so much, Keith, and we are actually uh, putting your URL on our website as well. So thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Minerva and, and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank, host of Privacy Piracy. Visit our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. Thanks.
0: Stay private. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.